Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing sitting host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Josh, you made it back to uh, to Jacksonville okay? Yeah, cut through Macon, uh, made it all the way back to Jacksonville after a good time in uh, Atlanta. Good to spend some time with you. Yeah. And uh, see the Orioles. I sure wish we went Friday night because Friday night's when all the fun was. Yeah, we went Saturday and Sunday and missed the fun on Friday. Um, if you're just looking at the box scores or just looking at kind of the the um, anticipated pitching matchups, you're like, Friday's a game to miss. Let me go Saturday, Sunday. But turns out Friday, if you're an Orioles fan, was a game to be at. Uh, but uh, despite that, we had a good time. I'm sure yeah. we'll get into Friday- it. Friday was also apparently when the bats died. Apparently they broke all the bats scoring those nine runs Friday night. Yeah, everyone's talking about the stat run uh, hits with runners in scoring position. Right, right. I, I looked it up, uh, and I don't know if this takes in today's game too because we yesterday, were over. I don't know what we're over for or something today. Yesterday it was one for 14. Yeah, I, I think I'm making up a number four here, but we've had a couple of runners on – in scoring position, and we obviously hadn't had any um, hits yet with runners scoring in position. But do you, Josh, do you know where we rank as a team? Let's just look at team a uh, number oh. like batting average, runners scoring position. I would think we're pretty low with runners in scoring position because every single loss I'm telling you has I've been frustrated and yelling at this runners in scoring position. Yeah, and this takes into account the terrible series we just had against Atlanta. Whatever that number is, one 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 for fourteen or whatever. But we were we ranked seventh. Seventh? So we're we're pretty good with runners in scoring position. Yeah, we're pretty good. Yeah. The problem is all these losses are like when things fall apart. And I mean we yeah. can talk about Well, I guess I'm looking I'm looking at OPS, but averages we're right there too. Yeah, we're uh, yeah, we're middle to upper end above average team with runners scoring position. Okay. Interestingly, the Braves are twenty six. In, in Roger Scorn position, so that's an interesting little thing there. Yeah. Well, last year we were uh, 23 for the season. And the Yankees were 25th, so. so yeah. I, I don't know if running Scorn position, it's one of those things where if teams are bad at it or if, or if it's like just, you just, a lot of luck. Because even in t- t- today's game, Jorge Mateo was out with the running Scorn position, and he had a shot to right field, and it was like foul by a foot. And if that ball is fair, that's an RBI. Well, and then the little blooper with Santander on second base where he ran like a full to third and got, got doubled up. But that's if that's another foot kind of deeper into the outfield, that that's a hit. So it's just as well as but, but it's unlucky or it's just or you're or you're bad at it. No, it's it's baseball and it's baseball is a game of inches. I mean, you talk about if we just break down Saturday and Sunday's game, like we lost those games by what one bad pitch here, one bad pitch there. Um and Acuna throw that was perfect to third base 
in extra innings where it's like, I know people were upset saying, oh, why do you try to get from second to third on that play? The ball was hit in the right field and pretty deep. Like, you have to run on that. And Acuna got that throw perfect and barely got it done. So it's a thing like that where it's, I don't, it's not that it's good luck or bad luck. It's that the other team is trying to win too. Yeah, sure. And I mean, and you can make an argument the night before too, right? Like if the bullpen's used a little bit differently, maybe you, you can get you can get a win in that game. And you had the lead late in the game, and um, and then you gave up that home run. So Saturday, I mean Saturday, I mean Saturday's loss sucked because you we were sitting up there, and as soon as we saw Pinchit Pilar, that was the conversation was, oh, we know what's going on. He's gonna hit a bomb because he's done it a hundred times to us. Yeah, like that's I didn't realize Pilar was on the Braves, but Kevin Pilar nope. has killed us for years on the Blue Jays. He's a familiar foe. And he doesn't matter that Coulomb, you know, has never been on the Orioles part of this year. So it's not like there's history there because because there was a golf Coulomb who like hasn't given up off let not any hard hard contact this year, let alone a home run. And then this little outfield backup, fourth outfield. Dude comes in there uh, and and hits a, a, the game winning or the game what turned out to be the game winning home run. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. It's one of those things that's it's unfortunate. I mean, if Coulomb if Coulomb goes against Pilar a hundred times, Pilar I think has maybe one or two home runs in a, in a hundred at bats. It's just one of those things. Yep. But Josh, are you, yeah. are you one of those things where where you sit back, kind of at the end of Sunday? And you think? And by the way, I, I I argue that we won the series in against the Braves because if you add up the runs, we scored right. nine, we scored more runs, two. That's fifteen runs. They scored four, five, um, and three. So that's a total of twelve runs. So we yeah. outscored them fifteen to twelve. So I think I think if my math is right, we won the series. But are you one of those people, Josh, where where you look at the the end result and you're like? I feel like there's two camps here. The one camp is, well, you know what? This shows that we can kind of stand toe-to-toe with a really good team. And the other camp is like just disappointed and frustrated. Here were a bunch of games we had a chance to win, but Hyde mismanaged or this happened. And we're just kind of frustrated and disappointed that we lost two out of three to the Braves. Where were you at? I I think it's a little of both. I feel really good with how we played against the Braves. We were in all the those two losses. We were in them till the very end, and the Braves are projected for the World Series. Everyone, everyone's predicting them for the to be in the hunt for the World Series, for them to be in the championship game. So I'm not the fact that we can play along with them, and again, it goes back to that game of inches. I am at the same time frustrated because I don't know what Hyde was doing Saturday night. When you have Cano and Batista both rested and sitting in your pen, I don't. I know it gets tricky when you're a manager because you got to trust all your guys. But that was a tight game. You had your two guys in there. You could have knocked that win out, and you could have secured the series win. And I don't know. I don't know why you make that decision. Um, Sure, you could say, oh, I'm saving them for Peacock in the national televised game. But then you rested Adley on Sunday. So you weren't worried about showcasing your stars on Sunday. So why then would you choose 
to rest them more and give other people an opportunity when needing them the next day is not guaranteed. So I don't, I don't like, I'm frustrated that he did not, Hyde did not use those guys on Saturday night. But all in all, I walk out of the series thinking, hey, we can stand toe to toe. That we know May is brutal. And if we can play this way, then we let's go for it. We don't need to win every series, but we need to we need to stay in these tight games because it's a game of inches, and it'll go our way once in a while. Yeah, it's a tough call to bullpen usage, and I think I mean it's fair to criticize Hyde and question Hyde. I was doing it at the moment. I mean, you sit back and think about it. The infor- I, I don't know if this is I don't know how we compare to other teams, Josh, but it feels like. Every single game we play in is like a two-run game at the end. Right. Even if sometime in the middle of the game we're up by five runs or six runs, um, it seems, or we're down by some runs. It seems like at the end of the game, it's a one or two-run game almost yep. every night. And that's, so, that's this, right. as yeah, we're watching right. a two-run game tonight, if, if this is going to continue, like you can't pitch Cano every night. It's May. But- you had to be thinking about June and July and August and September. Right. Um, so playing the long game here, I don't think it's a big deal. If this was a game, you know, a playoff game, it'd be different. So I, I don't know how big I, – I would have preferred to see Cano in that situation. I don't know how, how big of a deal that is. But certainly, like, I think people will be paying attention to how Hyde uses the bullpen now that we're competitive and it feels like we're trying to win every game. Um, that bullpen is going to a lot more scrutiny. And I guess my point is you use them when you need them, and there's no point in saving your bullpen because the next day is not guaranteed. Being in a situation on Sunday where you need Cano, where you need Batista is not guaranteed. Yeah, but Josh, you understand we're playing for this 162-game season, and I'm playing for the playoffs. I'm not playing to, no, make, no, no. To, to make the playoffs in May. I'm playing but, to make the playoffs at the end of the year. But haven't we? We've talked in previous weeks about how what we love with what Hyde's doing, with how the Orioles are managing these. The it was more Elias, roster, but yeah, yeah. And Elias is day to day. Is what it takes to win today. What it takes to win this series. It's why you brought people up and down and up and down as they get hot. And Cano and Batista right now are well. Batista struggled a little, but Cano is lights out. These guys need to be in those games. You have Fine. to take advantage while they're hot. Fine, and I'm not. We can move on from this. I'm not going to be labor the point here. But if our criticism is over not using Cano on on Saturday, Coulomb has been almost just as effective as Cano all year. He's been our next most effective bullpen right. arm. So it's hard to get mad when he's the guy who gave up the runs. It's hard to I criticize hear I hear Hyde for I'm, that. I I get it. I get it. I get it. it's just unfortunate how things went. Yeah, for for me, the most impressive thing of the series. For if it me, was, we don't criticize. Obviously, what's that? If it, whenever this is the problem, when it works and goes our way, we don't criticize. Yeah, and listen, we go most the other decisions way. Say, this year have gone Noro's way. It has. Um, I'm I mean, more concerned about the offense cooling down than I am about the bullpen right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're having this conversation about Cano. He wasn't on anybody's radar two months ago. You didn't know who he was. No one knew who he was two two months ago. And now we're criticizing his usage just because he's been so freaking effective. Um, so players can make managers look really smart or really dumb. Um, the, but the thing I was going to say, Josh, that was most impressive to me about the series, um, and, and we can talk about slumping offense. I say, you say slumping offense. I say we're now all of a sudden 
facing legit really good pitching. But um, to me, if you looked at from game one, um, Freed, their ace, was outpitched um, by Kramer. Yes. Super impressive. One of the most impressive – This goes, the most impressive win for me of the season up until this point was when we came back against Dylan Cease against the White Sox when Grace Rodriguez gave up like four runs in the first inning and we came back against Dylan Cease. And this, to me, is right up there where Freed on paper against Kramer and Kramer's been struggling and we outpitched him and I thought that was great. And then the the, the next game, I think, was Bradish versus Spencer and Bradish pitched right toe-to-toe with Spencer and then on yep. Sunday, um, who who, who who did we watch on Sunday? Wells. Wells pitched toe to toe with Elder, and Elder pitched really well for them. Um, gave up one run in five innings. Wells did the same for us. No, so starting pitching pitched great this weekend. That You're to right. me is the biggest concern with this team, and the Braves. That the strength of the Braves are starting pitching, and the fact that we went toe to toe with them, um, and now we'll go against the Tampa Bay Rays, who also have a great pitching staff. Uh, that's something kind of to, to to watch for that I've been impressed with so far. But that's where that's where I get frustrated with this offense because we know the question mark is the starting pitching, which means when we get great starting pitching like we did on Saturday, like we did on Sunday, like we're getting tonight with Gibson, you need to score runs because you got to win those games. Yeah, it's interesting. We are like I was super impressed even tonight. Like even when we don't get runs, we drive their pinch count up for someone who is way too obsessed with just watching the pitch count of pitchers. Like the Orioles did a great job of this. I mean, holding – um, Spencer was was good for them, but he only threw five innings, and um, Elder threw five innings, and um, I don't know, did Freed get? I think Freed got maybe five innings, um, and so none of their pitchers got deep in the games, even when they limited the runs. Like we just battle and battle and battle, and yeah, listen, I don't think Adley Rutschman had a hit in that series. I don't think he had a hit. Um, he is currently zero and seventeen. Yeah, so so Rutschman is struggling. Santander is in fuego. Uh, I, I think last week we talked about will Santander bounce back, and we both said, yeah, he'll bounce back. And I don't know if he's gotten out since then. I think he's hitting a double or home run every single time at bat since we talked about him last week. I think he's batting up to like 260-something right now. Um, and he's in 220s when we talked about him last week, just, just, just a week ago. So Santander is on fire. Um, but there's still some bats we're waiting to get heated up, like Gunnar Henderson. Jorge Mateo has cooled off a little bit. So, yeah, I think the bats will get worse when you play the Rays and the Braves because their pitching's better. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, we need to find ways to win these low-scoring games. Yeah. I mean, and that's going to be the, that's the, the tough part. I mean, as we're, as we're recording now, it's the bottom of the eighth. The Orioles are losing two to nothing. Another great outing by Gibson, and we just need to get those three runs because I really think that's what's going to make and break this season. That's that playoff line is – is whether or not you can win these games. Especially yeah. now when we're going through a tough stretch and going into this May where you might not get a two-run game that often. And I know what you're saying. We're facing better pitching too, not just better offense. But we got to we gotta figure something out. Well, and one of the difference was, I mean, we got we got eight hits on Saturday. We got we out-hit them on Sunday. I, I think a big difference, you know, in this what, – what, right for us Friday and didn't go right for us Saturday and Sunday is, is the home run ball. Um, Josh, you brought the homer yes. hoses. They, they stayed in your pocket nothing. the whole time because there was dry. no homers. <laughs> yeah, they were dry. I, uh, I know some people took them to the Camden tonight. They are dry in Camden as well. 
Yeah, Santander thought thought th- thought he had one though. He was he was Santander was busting out the homer hose yes. as he walked to first base, and then he had to hustle to second for the double. But but the but when you don't hit with the runner scoring position, the only other way to score runs is to hit home runs, and and we didn't do that either. And so right. we have a team that has some power. Um, unfortunately, we haven't seen it recently. But that I think that's what you have to do with these low, low scoring games. You have to figure out ways. Even if it's a solo home run. Uh, you have to figure out ways to to kind of hit the long ball because uh, it's hard to string together three hits against a really good pitcher. Sure, so that's true. something hopefully we'll get some more power as as we get into some of these games. I hope so. I'm hoping um, me saying that will cause Orioles to like hit two home runs in the ninth inning tonight. But we'll see. <laughs> That'd be nice. So, um, you want to get to our experience at at Truist Park? Yeah. Um. Any issues before we get to the actual park? Any issues kind of uh, getting to Truist Park? Uh, any travel issues? Pretty pretty easy, uh, no, pretty easy I getting think, there? You know, I I mean, you walked there. Uh, I, I meant driving from Jacksonville. Oh, but, all the way? No, I, sure. no I visited in-laws in another town in Georgia and then drove over from there. So no big deal. Did you okay. have did you have travel issues? I thought it was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I just I mean, to... anytime you go through Atlanta, there's always traffic. It's interesting. The location of Truist Park is not really in the city; it's kind of like on the outskirts of the city. So I think it makes it a little easier with traffic, but and those kind of issues. Um, but I know the Orioles were down there. John Angeles was down there, you know, a couple of weeks ago visiting the Battery, which is yes. that kind of area. Is called what is that community? I don't know what you call the battery. Uh, I don't know. It's a bunch of restaurants. A and complex. Bars. And, and one of the Braves fans, I didn't look into it, but one of the people at the stadium told me that the Braves own all that and they rent it out to all those restaurants, which is pretty cool. Might be a yeah, better idea weird. for John Angelos than concerts to open up restaurant buildings. Yeah, that that, that sounds right. Um, it must all be tied because all that business comes from the Braves. So it must all, all be tied through the Braves. Makes yeah, sense no, to do that. Um, I, I thought that of all the stadiums I visited – this is the best stadium. Really? Outside of Camden. I think this is better than Nats Park. This is what Nats Park wants to be. Oh, yeah. Better than Nats Park, yeah. Um, I think it's nice. I thought when I go through different stadiums I visited, Tampa's a dump. The yeah, New dump. Yankee Stadium is, doesn't feel right. City Field. Did we go okay. to the New Yankee Stadium? No, we went to the old Yankee Stadium. I've been to both. Okay. I've only been to the old one. We went to last year. Right, the last year the old stadium existed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've been to the new one. In my head, I've been to the new one. I gotta check my MLB app. Okay, I haven't been to the new one. I I've, I know I've been to City, so I think I've been to the New Yankee as well. I've been okay. to Petco. Petco was a nice stadium. Oh yeah, for oh, good I, things about Petco, I haven't been to Petco, but heard yeah, good things. About I thought them. I thought Atlanta. I thought this was a great stadium. Um, what about you? Know what I seen? I really liked, and and this is it's been years, so my memory is tricky. But I remember really liking the Guardian Stadium. Yeah, of course they were the Indians when we went. Yes, uh, but yeah, no, I, that was a great stadium, and I loved how that was intertwined with the city. It's I'm kind of torn with Atlanta because part of what I love about Baltimore, what I love about Cleveland, what I love about New York, is that these these stadiums are in the city. Yes, so agreed. Part of the city, and they had and, part of renovating the city. Right, they took a kind of a right. a rundown part of the city and made it nice. Right yeah. now. Atlanta, they didn't do that. They went outside the city. The opposite. They, they still, left the city. They left the and city. And now that now the old stadium is kind of a rundown part. Can I tell you a quick story and, about the old stadium called Turner Field? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I drove past Turner Field. 
Oh, right. You go there. Every time we go to the zoo, we, we drive past there. I've been. Um, I've seen an Oriole game at Turner Field. Okay. Well, now Georgia State owns it, the college. Yes. And so Silas and I marked on a calendar. It was circled on the calendar on the fridge when Mercer plays at Georgia State because we're like, this is going to be awesome. We're going to see Georgia State. We're going to get to go to Jacobs Field. Right? Yeah. One problem. The day before the game, I have one of the one of the Mercer players is one of my students, and I said, "Hey, listen, have you ever played at Georgia State before? Are you are you pumped for for the game?" And he's like, "You know, this I played there before. It's it's a dump. It's an absolute right. dump." I said, "What are we talking about? It's a dump. This you're yeah. playing in a major league ballpark." He said, "He said, he said, Doctor Sroga, we don't we don't play there." He said, "The football team plays there. We we have to play <laughs> oh. in this like rink dink little outside field. That this dump." Um, the football team owns the whole that whole stadium. Oh, that's ridiculous! So, we, Sias was disappointed. <laughs> There's no even game being played there. So right. I don't. Uh, yeah. So it's not a baseball. Well, field I'll say, anymore. Turner Field was not a great baseball stadium, and it was built for the Olympics. It was never really built for the Braves. The Braves were stuck with it. Did it you ever go see Olympics. a game there? I did. I saw okay. a game there in like the late '90s. Seems like parking uh, would be a pain. I don't even know, but not every park. Yeah, no, whole thing was a, it, not great. And I know, and like part of it is we're having this nationwide conversation, kind of politically about cities and people moving to the suburbs and more crime in the cities and all of this. And I feel like the baseball teams and sports teams have this great opportunity to really rejuvenate a section of the city, yeah, and build it. Like, but the a, other side a, is if you do something, the battery. That requires a lot more space, Correct. right, to do something I, like that than you have in the city. You kind of almost can construct things from like a blank slate as opposed to working within the confines of a city. Right. And I think I, the battery was awesome. I'll tell you, next time I go to Atlanta, which I guess will be in two years unless it's a World Series run, uh, I think I will spend the extra money to stay at the Omni Hotel to be right there at the battery because there's so much to do. Um, but yeah, I didn't I get think, to see really the battery at all as far as other things to do in the battery. Yeah, I walked around. Okay, um, I didn't walk around. Yeah, it was very nice. Okay. I think I think Baltimore, and here's what I'm saying. Like, they did this. They built this amazing thing. It People flock to this. I can imagine World Series games, playoff games, that even if you don't have a ticket to that ball game, you're going to the battery because there's bars all over, and restaurants all over the place. Oh, absolutely. There, oh, absolutely. That's that party. That's all, yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, which is amazing. Well, it's, it's, it's similar to I mean Camden Yards. It, the pick, well, that's pickles will be about. packed. Yeah, yeah, right. You see that at, you see that at Camden with pickles and uh, whatever the whatever the new name is sliders, but it's not sliders. Yeah, sliders anymore, is like section seven twelve or something. Okay, like that now. Um, and I think the Orioles are and Ravens. The fact that the Orioles and Ravens went side by side and did this together. I think could be a great example of how you can rejuvenate a city. Yep. And I know there's lots of – we've had this conversation so many times. Do people not go to games because of crime in the city? But I think the Orioles have done – and the city of Baltimore has done a good job of keeping that real crime away from the stadiums a little bit. And I think it's interesting to see how Baltimore is doing it, what they're doing where they got uh, Camden Yards – uh MT Bank Stadium, the casino. Now they've got a top golf down there. Plus on the other side you got pickles, section, whatever, and then you've got the Hilton. The, I think Baltimore is trying to do the same. I think 
it's weird because one thing that Atlanta did is they took all their parking and they put it in parking garages. Yeah. And what's neat about that is if you take all that parking in at Camden, if you put all that in garages, I know it, it it's really cool to come up and be able to see Camden Yards as you're driving up. But if you put all that parking in garages, now we could take that Utah Street slash Ravens Walk and you could build make your own battery there where you could do bars and restaurants from one stadium to the other, which would be a really cool atmosphere for football and baseball and really help help rejuvenate that. Now, the other thing that the Braves have going for them is that they win baseball games. So their stadium, their games are packed. Yeah, it was interesting to see if you had a 10,000 person game, how dead is the battery? All those businesses rely on that team doing well. Without that team, those businesses, I assume, don't have much traffic. So it it's tough to say, hey, Orioles, build the battery when you haven't shown the attendance to take care of the, of the stuff at the battery. Because yeah. what you don't want is a bunch of empty storefronts. I mean, we're seeing the two best teams in the American League play tonight at Camden Yards, and it's not very crowded there. And a 630 uh, start. So you've, you, you, you tried to check off the boxes. You said bring win in baseball. They did. You said it starts too late on school nights. You moved it up. You do giveaways. You're, the Orioles are trying to attract more people. Yeah. And I don't know what you do to get more besides concerts. I know. I wonder, It made me um, – I wonder if we have the success that the Braves have had, will our attendance eventually bounce back? I always assumed it would bounce back. But I'm I'm starting to question that, Josh. If we have the success the Braves have, do you think we're selling out every game like the Braves are? No, I think we really took for granted. And I feel for the Angelos family. Hold me, hold on. Don't attack me yet. About the national situation. The nationals and that that corporate DC money used to all flow into Baltimore. And I think it's also you also have the Braves have a new stadium and you have to remember for the first what seven eight years of Camden Yards it was packed every night. Oh, we were on a waiting list for season tickets for a while. Right. Yeah, and the Orioles they were winning, but they weren't winning World Series then. Right. Um, the other interesting I thing I, I looked DC it up really Josh, hurt because yeah. I thought well you know what I thought when I was sitting there I was like well Atlanta just seems like such a big city. Like I go to Atlanta a good bit. I'm no, close just, to it. It's not that big. It's got. And I, it big just airport. seems really big to me. And then I looked at the population. The population of Atlanta is five hundred thousand. Right. The population of Baltimore is five hundred and seventy-six thousand. I was kind of right. blown away that Baltimore has a larger population than Atlanta. Yeah. Now well, you're right, though, Josh. It's region. You got to look at region because. N- yes, that's, that, that, my, that's my next point. Yeah. Where's the next team? Tampa. Um, now, Nashville, when Nashville comes to town, when I'm pretty much assuming Nashville gets a town, a team in the next three, five years. When Nashville gets an, uh, I think team, there's no way that's going to hurt the Braves. And if I was the Braves, I would be pushing back against Major League Baseball saying, look at what the Nationals did to the Orioles. We're not letting that happen to us. Yeah, no, no. Listen, they 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 have all of the state of Georgia, they have Alabama, they have South Carolina, they have Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have this, they have this all, whole region yeah. 
to, to draw yep, from a bunch of a bunch of Florida. Yeah, a bunch of Florida. Um, so they have this huge region to 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 to, to draw from that the Orioles we, don't. Remember, the Orioles yeah. used to have that. Right. The Orioles used to have Maryland. Maybe not quite Virginia. even that big, but North, much larger but, but, before the Nationals. Yeah. Remember, the Orioles region technically goes all the way down to North Carolina. And yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah. I have friends so we who ha- grew up in North Carolina watching Oral games. Yeah. Well, and you can just see on blackouts. If you go to the Outer Banks, it's blacked out because it's considered Orioles region. The Nats really hurt that with the Orioles. And everyone wants to say the Orioles are petty to be arguing this money with Masson. And I'm irritated that that lawsuit's still going on. But when you go to a thing like the Braves game and you see their control of that region versus the Orioles, and remember when we were kids and the Orioles really did have that region, it hurts. And it makes me hesitant to say that on a, that we will have sellouts in April in the future, even if we're winning World Series. Yeah, because I mean, and, and it is about DC, but Josh, also just location wise, I mean, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, like they're yeah. all within kind of that driving distance that if you're in between there, you're going to be where, I mean, you can live four hours away from Atlanta and Atlanta can be the closest who's, team for you, but that's not true for the Orioles. If you live four hours away, you're going to move for somebody else. You'll be closer to somebody right. else. Who's the Braves rival? The Braves rival is, well, I mean, cur- cur- the, the, currently it's the Mets just because right. exactly. they're the top two teams. Right. So do you think, um, do you think that, Truist Park is packed with Mets, 50% Mets fans when the Mets come to town? Oh, zero chance. No, because it's not a four-hour drive. That's how close we are to all these other teams. So, yeah, the Braves have a huge regional advantage when compared to the Orioles. Yeah, regionally, you know, we have the Madison Cup. I don't even know what would be the equivalent of that. Uh, Probably Tampa. Well, Yeah, um, I guess guess Tampa will be closest – or Miami because you're in the same division. No, yeah, but I, no. I don't know. Like it's, it's the team. I'll, I can tell you, Major League Baseball has set has built for every team to have one of these. And the way you figure it out, yeah, is it's the team that you play two there and two back every season. Okay. So if you, so, I just pulled up the Braves schedule. Let me see if I can quickly uh, figure it out. Well, they got three at Tampa, so it's not Tampa. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's it's just interesting because I mean, you can talk about the Nationals, and it's true, but but like I said, you you drive anywhere. I mean, you the, it's not you, the reason that it's not full of Mets fans at the Braves game is because you just can't hop on a train <laughs> for a few hours and get to the game that way. It's just it's tough. It's tough when you have are surrounded by other cities and you get down south, and you know they're spread out more, which means you have a larger kind of fan base to, to draw from josh who's uh who's the rival you would, there you would never guess all right i could give you i could give you 10 guesses and you will not guess it so this is an, an, an american league team right yeah this is the american league team assuming kind of like, kind of like the mass and cup that you will play two times there and two times at your place every single year because they're your rival okay so let me say the, for the, the yankees, blue jays the yankees it's the mets yeah 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 uh for the um Cubs, it's the White Sox. Right. So um, so who do you think it would be for Atlanta? I'll give you this. It's I'm just not it's not Tampa. 
Okay, I'm just guessing AL East. It's not Tampa. It's not Baltimore. It's not New York. So that leaves uh, the Red Sox and and Blue Jays. So I'll say the Blue Jays. It is not the Blue Jays. Is it the Red Sox? It is the Red Sox. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Because they're because because they both have red are are red in their uniforms. They have red logos. Is that I I don't know because I have no idea why it's Boston, but it's Boston because there's no one else. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's because. Boston also didn't have anyone. Yeah. Josh, um, other thoughts about Truist Park. One thing that stood out to me is, and I mentioned this to you at the game, I was kind of blown away just by the, the screens. <laughs> just the, just, just the big jumbotron, but not just the jumbotron, the other screens too. Like all the screens, the numbers are clear, the words are clear. They're large. They're a lot yes. bigger than the ones at Camden Yards. Right. Like I know there's been talk doors need a new kind of jumbotron and i didn't really realize it until you visit another stadium and you realize oh that's what it could look like you said you said that that going from camden to truist is like putting glasses on that suddenly everything was shiny and sharp no literally i have trouble seeing the Orioles scoreboard and i thought i was questioning my vision and then you go to Truist Park, and you're like, oh, no, I can see fine. It's, no. it's, it's, it's and, a screen and it's not, issue. And you're right. It's not only the, the two Jumbotrons, because we have two Jumbotrons, but it's also that every banner around the stadium, is every uh, ledge is covered with a, a video screen. So, like, when we sat in the bleachers, the Jumbotrons were behind us, but all the stats were still in front of us. So you could still see what was pitched and the speed and everything. And, and it was crystal clear. And they were showing yeah. stats like um, exit velocity and launch angle too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And they have like a lineup card that shows not just batting average, but shows OPS. That's kind of the main yeah. stat, I liked, which I thought was pretty cool too. And I like that the pitch type and pitch speed, that it would show you like the last 10 pitches. Not yeah. Not just the one that just happened and blink and you miss it. Yeah. So yeah, so I think there was yeah a lot of cool stuff about kind of just the, the screens there. Also, the sound system—you had no problem hearing everything, no matter where you were. It was yeah. all clear, and I love the organ. I wish I don't know. I haven't done the research to see if it's a real person playing an organ or, or if someone's hitting board, buttons, hitting yeah. buttons. But every walk-up song was an organ, and they even did a little trash talk with their walk-up songs, which I enjoyed. Yeah. So, you know, it was uh, Santa Claus is coming to town whenever, whenever Anthony Santander was going up to bat. Oh, I didn't even notice that. And it was the Brady Bunch theme for whenever Gunnar Henderson was going up to bat. Mm. Because the actress on Brady Bunch is Flora Henderson. Oh, I, I, I had to look that one up. I, didn't I have know. no I idea about connections. <laughs> nope, I had to look that one up. I wonder how many Braves fans are into the joke. Yeah. I don't know. But I enjoyed that, like, the fact that, like, that that type of thought put into the the walk up songs, I I just looked it up. They do have an organist. Love it. Nice. I love it because, and I thought it was because you wouldn't be playing Santa Claus is coming to town by a push of a button on an organ. Like that means there's someone who's thinking through who took the Orioles lineup and said, "All right, what am I going to play for each person?" Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It was. It was. Yeah. I, I agree. The sound system was noticeably better than than Camden Yards. So that's another area to be upgraded birds. Um, They also had a just kind of talking kids here. They had a dedicated kind of section for kids, uh, which was cool. The Orioles, if you look at their kids section, they have a playground (laughs) and they have a bounce house. And they have the Um, inflatable bat and cage thing. 
What's that? They have like a little inflatable bat and tee for the Orioles. Uh, no, they have no, like where you gone? can you can throw pitches. Oh, it's throwing. You're right. Yeah, it's throwing pitches, and that, and that's kind of it. Um, I do appreciate Kevin Yard's always free, and there's never any lines. So I appreciate yes. that. It's always free. There's never any lines. Um, but here that's it was also free the on Sundays. Of trash. What's that? Happy stuff is free and never has lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here they had like rock climbing walls, zip line, actual batting cages. They had a pitch thing just like the Orioles, but this actually like registers. There was actually an actual working ra- radar gun, yeah. which uh, the Orioles that, don't have. I regret that you and I didn't get into that pitching line for yeah. ourselves. I know we. Yeah, I feel a little kids. bad. A bunch of eight year olds in there. Exactly. Two we need girls. to have like an adult, an adult version of it. Yeah, I mean, I would argue like at a baseball game. You know, every adult wants to see how fast they throw. Yes. I mean, I would argue you could have the sandlot and then you could have, you know, the adult sandlot. Put a bar there, put a bat in cage. Oh, you you need a bar because you're going to bet. You're going to bet yeah. on those speeds. Yeah. And, and put a, like, I don't understand why more, there's not more places like that um, where you don't sell to like fun things. Like grownups like to have fun and do fun things. I don't know why they don't do stuff like that more. Just in life in general, fun, fun yeah. things for grownups. Really, this is a kid's world that we're just living in. Um, but but a lot of cool stuff in that Sandlot section for kids. So that was – and it was free on Sundays, all the stuff. So that was – you had to wait in lines because it was a packed house. And listen, we complain about lines on opening day when it's crowded in Baltimore. That's not just a Baltimore issue. There were <laughs> Iron Braves fans grumbling about the lines at, uh, at Truist Park. Outside of Chick-fil-A being closed on Sundays – Every vendor in that in that place was open. Yes, you're and vendors walking up down the aisles too. You're getting, yes, you're not getting this stuff in Baltimore where they don't open all of it. Yeah. So yeah, other any other takeaways from Truist Park? Uh, yeah, the food selection was way better than Camden because they had different types of food. Because they had Chick Fil A. No, I didn't even get Chick Fil A. Okay. I got taco. I got tacos one day, and I got this weird hot dog wrapped in a potato thing. The other day. Okay. But no, but they had different styles of food, even up on the third and fourth decks where we yeah. were on Saturday night, where Camden, you get all the cool and interesting food on ground level. You go up into that third de- deck, you get into the upper deck, and you get the same thing. Hot dogs, pizza, chicken fingers. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah I'm, a, I'm also I'm a huge fan of, I don't know if it's called like the open foyer. I don't, I don't know what you call it, but in the yeah. lower level where you can buy a hot dog while watching the game. But that, it's not closed but that was on all That was on all the, lo- all the levels. Yeah, 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 all the levels, all the levels. Yeah. Um, but, at, yeah, at any level, you can watch the game while you kind of walk around the stadium and walk around right. the vendors, which I'm a we, huge fan of, and I, I don't like the Camden Yards. Once you leave no. the seating bowl, everything's closed in. Right. Unless exactly. you're on Utah Street, yeah. Um, no, you can stand in line and still see the field. I love, I do love the that the fourth deck, fourth deck scared me a little bit because I thought it was going to be like Nats Park. You get into the upper deck at Nats Park and you are high. Yeah. However, they did the staggered decks. The fourth deck was very similar to our seats in three thirty six. Absolutely, it was because yeah, the fourth, the, the yeah, section four hundred felt like three, section three hundred to Camden. Three thirty six yeah. is like twenty seven rows or something, and here each each deck was about ten rows. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. And I'm sure that has something to do with how they get away with the openness of the park. Yeah. And those, oh, that open concourse. And I know there's talk that 
Angelos wants to do that in Baltimore, which would be awesome. I just do not know how you do that without rebuilding the stadium. Yeah, it seems like a lot of walls need to be taken down. That sounds <laughs> like a dangerous. Given up, but yeah. yeah, it sounds it sounds like a lot of work. It's a little harder than moving a wall, I'd say. Yeah, but that was a really cool. Yeah, the the seats. It felt like you could sit anywhere in that stadium and not be a million miles away. Um, nope. No, we sat we sat in the 400s behind home plate, and then we sat in the bleachers out in left field, left center field, and they were both great seats. Yeah, agreed. In either spot. Agreed. Um, how was it, Josh, being in enemy territory? Um, did you get any any scuffles with Braves fans? Did um, did you find it yourself not wanting to cheer in the in fear of getting angry looks? from people around you how did you were you treated with respect as a guest in their house no we got that southern hospitality there yeah i thought it was nice yeah it's all good i fist bumped a a few oriole fans i I would hey a lot of oriole fans yeah weren't you impressed how many oriole fans were out there yeah uh listener we travel well jeremy i believe came by and said hi so thanks for stopping by and finding us on sunday it was good to see that and yeah really good turnout by the oriole fans yeah, I mean, even Silas said to me, you know, after after the O on Saturday's, whoa, a lot of Orioles fans. It was a loud O. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, really bad national anthems both nights. Oh yeah, that. yeah. It was some of the worst I've heard. Yeah. Listen, and 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 you you get what you ask for. Oh, uh, Sunday was like a bunch of little kids. If you yeah. ask a bunch, if you ask some kids to sing national anthem, listen, kids don't sing very well. All right. This yeah. is like and uh, had, and, the, and, and they've been at church and seen a little close. kids choir. Yeah. You know, you want to you want to leave. You you you, you want to just curl up in a ball and cover your ears. It was yeah, kids singing is not something that should happen in public. No. And one kid was way too close to that mic on Sunday. Yeah, it was bad. So. Yeah, Dan Conley was there. He would have been, you know, he always rates these. <laughs> right. That's it's got to be enough. It's got to be enough uh, for the national anthem. Yeah. Um, bad. Yeah. But no, uh, great park. I look forward to going there again. Hopefully, the only series. The only downside, Josh. All right, we're gonna talk about the negative part, things about this park. Can I just lay out one huge, huge negative that they that they still use Indian stuff? No, that I'm, I'm beyond they, that. I thought as a society somehow we they've avoided past, cancel culture. Yeah, it it makes me a little bit uncomfortable kind of standing in the aisles on Sunday after the game and seeing a you see seeing thousands of white people come down the aisle going ah oh, 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 doing their <laughs> yeah, freaking chant weird. with the axe. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But as, but yeah but but I will say yeah, but that wasn't night, I wasn't going there. At night when they do that with all the lights out and the and the camera phone lights going it looks pretty yeah. cool. Yeah 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 it is pretty cool. Um but the the one negative, um, I will tell you this, Josh. On the ride home, I'll I'll, I'll admit this to you. Um, on the ride home from Chewis Park. All right. Now you stayed for running the bases, so you left a lot later than me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get in my car at like four thirty. Um, it took a while, but I mean, it was cool. The run, run the bases was cool. A lot of kids did it, so there was a really long line. Um, but you know, you got to run the bases at Chewis Park because I just loved it. Um, and then afterwards. You know, they gave him a certificate saying he he ran the bases of Truist oh, Park. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. And then they gave him a T-shirt, and it said, I ran the bases of Truist Park on the back. And then on the front, it said, you know, Braves with a tomahawk. And he uh-huh. wore that. He put it on immediately and wore that home. And I that's drove home. supposed to go out the window. I drove home with my son wearing a Braves T-shirt. 
the whole yeah, ride home. I had a little bit of that problem too. Josh, this is like here's the analogy I'll use, and this is my issue with Truist Park, and I'm I'm starting to get a little concerned here. This is like Dayton High School. You're, you're dating your girl in high school. She's cute. You like her. She's fine, and like you think she's the cutest girl in town. You think like you're crazy in love with her, and then you go to college, and you realize there's a lot of other beautiful women out there, and all of a sudden they're new, they're entertaining, they're hot, they 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 win. Um, there's cool things that they do that you've never seen before. And all of a sudden, your loyalties, you start to question your loyalties. Well, I, I, you know, I, I liked her when she was the only kind of game in town. But now all of a sudden, this looks pretty exciting. Everyone likes this. Yeah, and and, and I'm, I'm concerned that Truist Park, because it was so entertaining. It was such a good experience. They're starting to woo our young people, Josh. I'm concerned not about us. We bleed orange. I'm concerned about the youth here. And did we have too good of a time? And also, the Braves won both nights. I'm a little concerned here with that. So, That's my only negative. I'm right there with you. Um, so as you know, I married a girl from Georgia. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of intermarriage and, happening between like holding yeah. hands, a, Bra- a Braves and a, and a Orioles fan. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of that. A lot of right. that. So I did a really good job with brainwashing them to become Oriole fans. And for Kelly, no problem. She's an Orioles fan. I brainwashed her. She's in for she's in it. She enjoys it. Well, and this is in Florida. But you can do this in Florida. We're in Florida. We can do this. I she hasn't been to uh a Braves game in years. Owen, my stepson, he's nine. Uh I've got him indoctrinated with Orioles. He knows all the players. Your, your little yeah, league team has, is the Orioles. The little league team is the Orioles. He's got an Austin Hayes signed jersey because that was his favorite player last year. He's Batista's his favorite player this year. He's all in. I took him to four games in Camden at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, but his in his uh, extended family and all his Brave fans. Mm-hmm. So he always feels a little bit torn. So we go to the game on Friday night, Saturday night, and I got him all geared up. He's wearing. He's wearing the Oriole hot dog shirt. He's wearing the Cal Ripken jersey because he, he's got a jersey. It's cool. Yeah. But he but he is wearing a Braves hat because he, he can't give it up completely. Yeah. I say, no problem. The Orioles win. He'll hop on this bandwagon. What happens? Uh, Braves Braves score some score a run. Braves take the lead. Suddenly, oh, mom, I'm hot. And the Oriole, the Ripken jersey comes off. <laughs> Next day, uh, Braves win. He's all on board with the Braves. He's got his foam tomahawk. He's going crazy. Next day, uh, he wears a Bucky's shirt because he doesn't want to wear a baseball team because he says he didn't like feeling confused with who to cheer for the night. Oh my! You're, that he is yeah. that he is now going into the stadium in all red because all we packed for him was oh he's got Oriole a lot worse than Silas because Yikes. all we packed for him is Oriole clothes and he does not want to wear it because he is now a Braves fan. Mm. So then he then Sunday we got sitting those bleachers packed with kids. The Braves are playing well. That was a fun kid crowd. He loved cheering for the Braves. It's always fun to cheer for a winner. And now I gotta I gotta rework this stuff again and be like, yeah, it's cool. Braves are a cool hot team, but this is the team you want to be with. I got some work cut out for me now. Again. It's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. The kid goes it's back really to goes back to his high school girlfriend, and the high school girlfriend has to convince him 
that she's better than all those hot co- college girls. It's it's, uh, it's right, not an easy I'm, sell. All right, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying trying to tell them. Look, the Orioles are the team of the future. Like, yeah, that girl might be hot now, but the Orioles are who you want long term. The, the Braves' future looks pretty good though, too. Yeah, I know. the Braves are not a bad team to be rooting for. And then they know how to lock up their young players. The Orioles have yeah. not shown that they know how to lock up their right. young players. But so, yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's my so, only downside is I I he's still you know he just wore it because he was proud of that he ran the bases he wasn't wearing it for the Braves at all and he hasn't shown any allegiance to the Braves outside of I that so he did mention wanting to go back to Truist Park again not even for the Orioles just to go back to the stadium again well so, they have some really concerned. cool giveaways coming up they do so if you could grab that outcast bobblehead for me I'll take that yeah I was um, more into the blooper. Um, the the blooper beach towel, but right. teach well, their I also, I also that was like a little the, more useful than a bobblehead. I head. also enjoyed the Home Depot bucket bobblehead. So if you could get me that as well, All right, I'll see what you do. I will say, um, uh, yeah, it's 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 tough when you're in Braves country to not be a Braves fan because they're a very good organization. Yep. No, and 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 a great stadium and a great experience. Um, and so, like, kudos but, to you. For, for doing your job well, but maybe a little bit too well for the sake of yeah, our children. I, I would not worry about Silas when I don't remember which brave player hit the home run on Sunday. I turn around and I thought Silas was going to cry. He was <laughs> he, strong. He gets emotional. He gets emotional yeah. these games. So I think you did a good job with, with him and his Oriole fandom. I don't well, think there was, be okay. There was another moment that made me proud where Michael Harris was in the outfield and he was like, he, you know, he tosses the ball to the bleachers after he's done warming up between innings and like he was tossing the ball. And when he got ready to toss the ball, I jumped up like and waved my hands to catch the ball. Sass grabbed me and pulled me down. Like, what are you doing? We, we, we don't want a ball from, from the Braves. And, and, and so I, I saved it and said, Sass, listen, if I called it, I was just going to give it to those Braves fans. I wasn't going to keep a, a, a ball from the Braves, but, 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 but that gave me, I was proud to hear him not even want a ball that was thrown to him by a Braves player. So that I was encouraged by that as well. Yeah. Uh, which gave us that, which led us to that conversation because Matt Olson hit a home run and then it kind of, it got taken away. Like they, they, they came and got it. So it must've been some milestone type uh, ball for him. And it gave us that conversation of the awkwardness. If you caught that home run and threw it back, because we don't see people throw balls back as much anymore. That you well, can, and I, we don't, and I wonder why. Like, I, I don't know why we don't um, see balls thrown back anymore. Because that's, I mean, when's the last time you saw that? Does that even still happen? I, I, I see it so rarely. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it, I, I don't know what the etiquette is. If you catch, you know, if you're an away fan, if you, if you're if you go to Atlanta. And you catch a Braves home run. Like it's one thing. I know the etiquette. If I'm at a home game, I'll tell you this right now. I don't care what's the norm. If I'm at a home game, I'm in the bleachers. I don't care if it's Aaron Judge's home run. I catch the home run. I'm throwing it back on the field. I promise you. I'm not giving it to my son. My my son can say, oh, dad, can I have the home run ball? I'm saying, no, son. Watch this. I'm about to teach you a lesson. And I take the ball and I throw it back on the field. I'm doing that 100% of the time if I ever catch um, a, a, a home run ball by the away team at Camden Yards. I'm throwing it back on the field every time. Now, yeah. what I don't know I'm is like how it works in, in away stadiums. 
like if Matt Holson hits a home run, because part of the reason you throw it back is because I want everyone to cheer for me. Right, right. You when you're at the away game, no, no, no one cares that you threw the ball back. So I don't know what the etiquette is for a away game. If your team hits a home run, do you throw it back? I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I would probably catch and give it to a Braves fan. Yeah, I still don't so. want it. Maybe. All right, one last. All right, I think that wraps our truest talk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the City Connect jersey? Have you seen? Well, it has. I don't want to speculate. It hasn't officially been released. But have you seen the leak? I've seen what has been purported to be a potential leak of the jersey. We, we, I mean, if you want to speculate, I mean, I think we need to talk about it because it's all over Twitter. Okay, I don't like to speculate about, about leaks. I, I, I like a, to wait for the release. And it's I decent, think whoever re- did the leak should be imprisoned, by the way. Okay. Well, I want to talk about it because I believe you and I had this conversation this weekend, and I told you that I've been waiting to buy a jersey because I Because we saw the Braves Connect jerseys because they were nice. Yeah. The Braves had the A jerseys they wore, and they looked awesome. Light blue, they were cool. So uh, there's a leak going around Twitter right now, and it's, it's a good photo. If it's not real, it's a good knock up because the boxes say fanatic like they're blurring it so you can't see it says fanatics but you can tell it's fanatics and it's black jerseys that just say white baltimore across the front in kind of like a the wire font gives me a look it's a very similar font to what i use for my the birds shirt yeah the wire and then people compared it to the great britain jerseys font. yeah because it's just a, a font right across the middle but it's yeah. kind of broken up like the wire um it's got the little district thing and in, uh, inside the collar like a colorful map of like the city of baltimore district like the socks that leaked earlier and then uh-huh. it just has a patch that says you can't clip these wings and mm-hmm. it has that weird baltimore b which buck showalter used to wear that hat with that b and wanted that um, and that's all we can see on it, and it looks really ugly. It's extremely yeah. disappointing if this is real, right? I I don't really care. Um, but this is a Bert you thing. You, Bert should come on, and you guys should do a special episode. I think talking about the City Connect jerseys. I mean, you and Bert. I know, um, but because yeah, the, it, it looks boring. I mean, my, my thought is boring, but yeah, I right. My thought is. We the, we just saw the Braves one, and the Braves one looked awesome. We saw people lined up to buy them uh, all over the stadium. As yeah, no one's lining up for this one. Yeah. Nobody's going to line up for this. Yeah. It is. It's the worst of all the City Connect jerseys yeah. I've ever seen, if this is real. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just think it's boring. I don't hate it, though. I wear it. I don't, I'd wear this jersey. I Would you buy this over an Orioles jersey, a regular jersey? Listen, I'm not spending $150 for any jersey, but... Um, but I wear it if someone gives it to me. I and, mean, I, and, I, and I had no other clothes. See, I was going to say, I was I cold. Don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand because the point is like it's supposed to have something to do with the city and it doesn't. And it's like, why wouldn't it? That, you know how you fix this? You make it orange. It's still boring, but you make it like those 70s orange jerseys. I mean, it is really, really bad. I am very. Now we still have uh, a few weeks, so the the they're supposed to release it on the twenty second and wear it on the twenty sixth. You think this is a purposeful leak to get feedback, and then and now they're gonna make some changes? I, I do not think it's a purposeful leak. I think it's a. I think that it is getting trashed so bad 
that baseball has two weeks to try to figure it out and two weeks to get something new. Oh, they're not going to care. They're getting trashed on Twitter. Are they going to sell this? Like, I mean, I know they're going to sell it, but are people going to buy it? Like, you have the city of Baltimore, and you you don't make a shirt that says Charm City across the front? No, listen, right. we could speculate all day all right, about how to make it better, but yeah. All right, I got, here's one simple thing. Okay. In the bottom right corner. Josh, you're, you're, you're in the shirt business, so here, I know. you go and give the advice. The bottom right corner has a B, and it says you can't clip these wings. Yeah. I like that little quote. I'm That's not a bad on, bad. I'm saying, gonna put yeah. that on a shirt. The B looks really cool. Yeah, if I like that, I like B, that kind of cursive B. Yeah. If that cursive B is the hat we wear for the weekend, I'll buy the hat. I like the hat. Yeah. If they do that. So I'll the B, that. can I say? Boston. Everyone's got the B. The Braves, you see yes. old school Braves with the B. Boston Red Correct. Sox obviously have the B. I feel like there's a lot of B's out there. Yeah, okay. B kind of. Yeah, you're, there are a lot of B's out there. Like I prefer an O over a B. Give me an O over a B. But that's just yeah. Me. You're right. But I just saying that could be the one way where maybe they save this. But I don't know how there's no four one zero on there. How there's no Charm City on there. I just I don't get it. So that's just yeah. that's my thoughts. I think we needed to right. talk about it because it's all over Twitter right now. Yeah. I think maybe when they release the shirt, you should have Bird on here, and you guys can do a little segment on it. Right. That if I that would one, just mute there's myself. There's my preview for. as we trash it, unless the back is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? The back could be amazing. Because that's everyone buys a shirt for the back. Well, that's uh, when you're running, and that's all they see of you. So yeah, maybe that's saying right. something. Right. Yeah. Maybe some like bullet holes in the back if they're going with the wire theme. Yeah, that could be. Uh, no, I think that the bullets already got can- canceled for that, you know, in D.C. You can't do that. I mean, I guess I should create a black shirt that has Baltimore across the chest and put it up on my website now. Yeah, you're just mad because you didn't think of this idea first. No, no, no. This is an ugly shirt. I guarantee going over to BirdlandSports.com, my shirts are way nicer than this. I wish I, I don't have a jersey manufacturer yet, or I would be making my own City Connect jerseys that were better. Yeah. I'll have to ask my guys, try to see if I can get a, a, something that I can do this with. Um, because that would be a good idea. But I got yeah. new Believe shirts up there based on Ted Lasso, and it's Believe Birdland 2023. So check those out over at birdlandsports.com. And the Homer hoses continue to go out, and one day we'll get to use them. Yeah, absolutely. The orders will start hitting home runs again, and we can use them again. So go ahead and support Birdland Sports. Um, buy a bunch of shirts so Josh can afford to stay at that nice hotel in the Battery. Um so we don't have to stay at a at whatever we stayed at last time at, at a at a hotel that advertises that they have a shuttle to the game, but then don't tell you that they canceled the shuttle shuttle two years ago. Yeah, um, and try to blame COVID. They tried to blame COVID for why they don't have a shuttle, and it's twenty twenty three. Oh, this is the South. We don't blame COVID in the South. They know they thing. did. That's what the double tree person told oh, me. Really? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get out of here. Um, Judge, we got Tampa Bay here. Let, let's try to yeah. win a game against Tampa Bay, and then let's get through this tough schedule, and let's start kicking butt against crapper teams again. Um, yeah, uh, the Tides are in town, so I'll be going to some Tide Jumbo Shrimp games. Oh, good. You can give us a little preview of the future with Westberg and Ortiz and um, Kowser and, and see all those young guns. That yeah. should be fun. Yep. Should so be looking forward to that. And, yeah, we Orioles got the Rays and the Pirates, so they yeah. got their work cut out for them. 
Yeah, it should be interesting having this conversation ne- next week. Still feeling pretty good about this team, but we'll see where we are ne- oh, yeah. next week. 500 ball is perfectly fine. Well, so far, Josh, we're one, one out of four, so that's not 500. So if you're just keeping track. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Go to head and iTunes and write us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us why you like the show. Yep. We got a new one up there. I don't have it in front of me, so I'll read it next week. I'll read it next week. Um, And, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. That reminds me, thanks to whoever today purchased four Section336 shirts over on PartnerOnSports.com. Oh, love it. I I love selling all those shirts, but it's always fun to sell the shirts that mean you also listen to us here. Yeah, those are, I agree, those are the best shirts to sell. Thanks for listening, boys and girls, especially you four. And as always, go O's.